Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to this week's Countryside programme with Simon Clark and Kiri Kermode. And Kiri, it's uh, that time of year, it's getting closer, the Christmas time. Uh, busy time on the farms because everyone thinks, oh, well, does everything slow down for Christmas? You know, like the building trade and all that, but it certainly isn't the case on agriculture or the market garden world, is it? No, everybody keeps going. It's the same old, but you do have a good few hours on Christmas Day and to enjoy, you know, Christmas dinner especially. Work so hard and, and like you say, the market garden is getting them vegetables for us for Christmas mm. Day. The effort that goes into that is unbelievable. There. You've got to think of the cold hands of the picking the sprouts, Ooh-hoo. you know, when you're eating them, isn't it? So, Oh, the work that's gone into it. And so last year we had snow, I suppose, this time. It's not so bad, is it? No. Um, You take a trip to Laxey's school. A brief outline on that one. Oh, lovely school. And they're so conscious about what the environment that they live in with the glens and and the beach there. And they've been really trying to clean up their act and getting the whole school involved and the community outside all taking part in all these projects and ideas that they have. Yeah, and uh, I speak to Charlie Corkle from the Northern Young Farmers, but he has had a role as vice chairman of the federation and uh, from uh, the end of November, I think, he started his role as the chairman of the Fed himself. So I have a chat with him about how he's settling in and what's ahead for his year and also about the tractor run which is happening as well so uh, raising money for charity that's all in this week's countryside so sit back and enjoy well Kiri it's uh, getting near neck and nearer Christmas every week isn't it and uh, I suppose all the, the poultry producers on the Isle of Man will be uh, getting organised, getting the turkeys and, and geese and everything ready for the for their clients. A, a lot of work involved in that side of things, isn't there? There really is, Simon. And on them few weeks up to Christmas there, to get them all dressed, the feathers off them and well presented. And, and some of them go out to the Christmas Mart at uh, Nokalo, and that's a fair sight with all the carol singing and, and different stalls of veg and other wares there at that day as well. And there's something very special. Uh, a lot of the farmers probably from from yesteryear, had this very religious and Christmassy connection, didn't he? And I suppose it it is like that to do with the stables and, and, you know, the nativity plays, isn't it? A lot of farmers take great pride in being involved in Christmas, I suppose. They really do. And it's nice now that some of the farmers around the Isle of Man are actually opening up their barns and letting local communities come in and do nativity plays. I know that Morehouse Farm in Colby... They've also got one coming up this Christmas. There's always a good one in Glen May and other little ones around the countryside. So it is a really special time of you know, the farm and community get together and go to these events. Yeah, so uh, keep an eye out on all the what's-ons uh, for them. And uh, if you haven't been to one of these uh, carol service or Christmas services in the proper farm barn, well, it's uh, just something special about it. Well, of course... Uh, old young farmer myself you're still young enough to be a young <laughs> farmer Kerry um, they have their roles in the federation of course the four clubs the eastern, central, northern and southern uh, all make part of the, the federation of young farmers here on the Isle of Man each year uh, they have a vice chairman of course elected and they go on to take up the role as chairman the year after well, this year it's the turn of Charlie Corkle from the Northern Young Farmers and I caught up with them to talk about the tractor run and get more details about that. But firstly, when his role as chairman first got underway. 
uh, took over the chairmanship in uh, late November of this year, Simon. A year as vice chairman, so you get a chance to uh, follow Rob Watson, uh, what, what he was up to. Oh, it was great to, to learn the ropes off Rob, and uh, he'd done a fantastic job as, as chairman for the year, and uh, I'm glad that he stayed on as um, as federation leader for this year, so he's a great help and a, an asset to the to the federation. I think a lot of it you pick up along the way, but it's always good to uh, follow somebody who's done a good job uh, previous to you, and you can pick up and, and help build on, on some of the stuff that they've done, or, you know... Hopefully, just do it as good as Rob has. Really, to be honest, that would just, that would suit me down to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> the federation of young farmers here in the Isle of Man. I suppose when you look back, there's been quite a few famous chairmen, I suppose, over the years because it's been going quite a while. Oh yeah, there's uh, there's probably too many to list, but you know, some of them have gone on to be great MHKs and and you know different roles like that, and fantastic farmers, you know, in their own rights, and even just businessmen. There's there's well, there's, we've over, I don't know, Tom, what do you reckon, 60, 60 chairmen over the years mm, of the over, Federation? Yeah. So it's, it must be quite an honour, though, to be sort of nominated for this sort of position, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. I, I, it's a dream come true, I suppose, because, you know, all all my life since, you know, really starting the Young Farmers when I was 11, it's top of the tree, isn't it, chairman of the Federation? You can't really go any higher, you know, and I think it's nice to get to a point where you can sit back and, and help some of the youngsters that are coming in at you know 10 or 11 and, and, and help them uh, build on their future and young farmers. I mean, it's a great place to meet friends. I've made so many great friends and anyone who's uh, been remotely involved in it will know what I mean when I say that you, your relationships, they last a lifetime. And it's not just with your own club, is it? You know, there's still a rivalry, but still some great friends in, in all the four clubs. Oh yeah, well of course Northern's the best, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's no getting away from that. It may not win all the competitions, mm. but we certainly uh, we certainly take part in them all and we make sure we have a good laugh. And I think uh, the other clubs, you know, they've got great support. There's some, the, the federation itself, which is made up of, of, of four people from each club, um, is a fantastic crowd at the minute. You know, it's a great team to go forwards and any events we do, such as this one we're doing this week, you know, we've fantastic support if we if we you know if we say right we're doing this there's loads of people turn up they want to get involved they want to help and raise a lot of money for charity which is what it's all about at the end of the day and having fun well raising money you're trying to do this week uh, something new uh, for the federation if you can tell us a little bit about this uh well we had uh, we had a bit of a an idea we might fancy doing a tractor run and uh, or, or a tractor parade of some sort and uh, i think it might be in finlow korea i want to I don't want to say too much, but I think Finlow sort of come up with the idea of maybe doing it at Christmas time, and it come off the back of a really good charity event we had back in October down at Silly Moose campsite where uh, Adam Henson was auctioneering, and we thought this, you know, we could organise another event before Christmas, and uh, we thought, well, why not do a Thursday night and tie it into maybe late night shopping in Douglas, or, you know, generally, you know, of that time of night from, from six till nine, and... To get the maximum exposure, we thought, well, if we do a tractor run, we can go right round the north of the island and, and, and follow all the way through Ramsey and Laxey and come back to Douglas and target a lot a, a lot of people in, in one hit sort of thing. Um, and then it come up with that we might as well do it at Christmas and, and have all the tractors decorated, which was a fantastic idea. Um, and it's kind of, <laughs> it's grown far more than I ever thought it would. You know, I thought one or two, three tractors, but already we've got well over 10 
tractors competing in the event. Uh, we've got sponsorship from EVF Fuels and JDW Engineering and, and Almad Farmers, which is really great and it's fantastic that they're, they're supporting uh, some of the prizes. So we've got the most lights on a tractor uh, and we've got the, the most... Um, the loudest Christmas music, which is going to be interesting to see what we get from, from that side. It's going to be Christmas music, so we could have all sorts, some of the old gems coming out maybe for a bit of Christmas music as we go around. So the the, 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 track, the Christmas tractor run will start from the Timbald uh, Inn car park. We're going to run right out through Kurt Michael into Ramsey um, and then on through Laxey to Douglas and finishing at Ag House by the Creameries there. So it's a good run. Um, hopefully, we'll do it in a sensible amount of time. We've got, we've got lots of time. Times worked out, but the, whether it will work like that, Simon, I have no idea. It'll probably all go to pot. <laughs> T- Ten to fifteen tractors, all all with every light working on them. <laughs> Simon, it's not eighteen eighty eight. How how are you gonna collect the money and things like that? I mean, it's you know you won't be stopping all the tractors at one place, will you? Or yeah, is the designated areas? Yeah, well, we've been trying to work out the best course of action for collecting money because that's what it's all about. It's it's you know it's it's about us having fun as young farmers and and showing off what we can do, decorating tractors and things. But it's also about raising money for the for the Isle of Man Food Bank, which uh, is a great cause, uh, supporting local local food producers and everything. You know, it's a lot of it's a big cause. It involves everyone. Uh, they do a lot, not just food. They do a lot of other things that aren't seen. Um, so to do that, we sort of thought, well, the best way is sort of collect money how we can. So for now, if if you want to make a donation, the plan is that we'll have a couple of trucks uh, with buckets on the back and probably a, a ruck of young farmers inside the truck, probably shouting their heads off and, and trying to raise money. And we'll just be driving around ahead of the convoy, maybe behind at some points and ahead. Uh, just watch out for the flashing lights on the trucks, there'll be twin cabs. And just, you know, if you've got some change in your pocket or you've, you feel the need that you can donate, then, then let us know and, and try and flag us down and hold your hand up or whatever you need to do. We'll, we'll try and make contact. And if you do want to make any real serious donations, then you can contact the Federation through our Facebook page and, and talk to our uh, secretary or treasurer there. And, and, you know, any money raised will all go to the Alman Food Bank, which is, which is what it's all about. But you've had tractor events in the past, various ones, but uh, something new and something well worth, um, obviously, for, for a great charity too. Yeah, well, we've had, you know, I've been involved in the, we've done interviews before about the, the, the uh, Tractor Fest Isle of Man, which was a big, it was a massive support. We had over 100 tractors at each of them events. And then uh, earlier on, there was the, there was the tractor run uh, just earlier on last month, which went really well. That was a daytime event. And, uh, you know, leading on from that, I think this it's something that's grown. You know, there's a, there's an active interest from from all areas of the community in, in tractors. There always has been, I think, you probably agree, Simon, as, as children, tractors are a big part of your life. Mm. And I think the more people that we can, we can get exposed to with the tractors, the more that will enjoy it. And hopefully it will generate a lot of interest for the food bank and the Isle Man young farmers going forward, you know, and uh, make it... Yeah, worth doing. Wouldn't think there'd be many open cab tractors, though. Might put a different slant on it in December. Well, I think we might have a prize as a pair of overalls there that we might be able to uh, donate. One size fits all, of course, but whoever's got the uh, coldest cab, I think, can have that award. <laughs> so we'll see what uh, see what comes out of the woodwork. There might you just don't know what's going to arrive on the on the night. And uh, if you are wanting to get involved and come and come along and join in, then don't forget to send us a message. 
and and you know the young farmers let us know you come and, and then we can work out rough numbers especially for for afterwards and stuff when we get back to our house because it'll be a cup of tea and, and you know and that's another way you can donate money is we'll all be there with buckets and things for donating and, and collecting money so if you want to come back have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and maybe some biscuits and that will all be happening back at our house next to the creameries there Bring in the trailers to do the Christmas shop and bring all the presents back with you, no? We <laughs> <laughs> only need, need a small trailer for me, Simon. <laughs> well, good luck with it anyway. Thank you, Simon. The current chairman of the Isle of Man Federation of Young Farmers, Charlie Corkle, telling us about uh, his year ahead as the role of the Federation chairman and also about the tractor run, which uh, leaves the Tindall Inn at 6.15 uh, this Thursday and uh, it'll be getting to Kirk Michael around 6.30 leaving the Wildlife Park at 6.45 Ramsey hopefully uh, past the South Prom there around 7 o'clock Laxey around 7.30 and then uh, hopefully getting to the final destination Agricultural House uh, up there by the Creamery Tomode around about 8.15 or 8.30 notice I say around that because <laughs> it's sort of Manx time-ish so go along and support that put some money uh, in the buckets and uh, help the wonderful causes and charities that the Isle of Man Young Farmers raise thousands and thousands of pounds for every year. You've been involved in that side of it as well, Kiri, all the fundraising events that the young farmers get in to do. They have some incredible events. And like you say, Simon, they raise thousands every year. And it never slows up, you know, with the annual concert. And this tractor run, it will really be a spectacle going around the countryside with all the flashing lights and the, and the Christmas lights. I, I wonder which one will win this time. Well, I'm not sure they'll be racing. <laughs> they'll be all saying they'll be standing in the pubs like motorbike racers, won't they? Oh, my tractor's faster than yours and mine's faster than it. But, yeah, but at this time of the year, we, we mentioned about the farming side of it. It's a, it's a tricky time as well. I think we had snow this time last year, Kerry, didn't we? We did. It was thick snow and uh, that was every farmer's dread. But this year, Simon, it stayed fairly mild. I know we've had a lot of wet, but uh, the cattle and sheep are looking really, really good around the countryside. And it's still nice and lush and green. So uh, fingers crossed uh, a bit of good weather into the new year is always yeah. very welcome. Yeah. Do they still hear any sort of stories or predictions from some of the older farmers that, oh, well, this drought happened in the summer and... Uh, We'll be in for a terribly cold New Year, or January or February. Oh, you do hear lots of those wives' tales. You, there's lots of berries on the trees. We're going to have a hard winter, and oh, we'll pay for it yet. But in our house, we're very positive, and that's the way to deal with life, I think. Yeah, because it, it, there's nothing denying that uh, the weather it throws up all sorts of uh, quandaries and problems uh, for farmers and people involved in the market garden side and vegetable growing as well. And it uh, just can be a difficult time. And with people just trying to regulate away from, um, you know, having lambs at a springtime, which everyone was familiar with, cows calving sort of November time, all to fit in with different price and structures and the best, you know, that they can get out of the land and f or feed at that time. But things do sort of change over time, don't they? People trying something, things different. That's right. I suppose in Grandad's time, it was more of a way of life and kept a few cows and a few chickens and made what you could. But now you really have to be business focused and it's all about markets, you know, aiming your stock to the right markets because at the end of the day, it is a business. And uh, like you say about the lamb and lots of people have changed because the weather is changing. And that is one massive factor that's affecting agriculture. And it's totally out of our control. So farmers have to be very, very versatile and, and be able to move with these volatile markets. And it can be a real tricky time and quite a stressful time, but here they're doing okay. 
You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. Well, let's try and involve some youth into Countryside, Kiri. No disrespect to yourself, <laughs> but uh, you were headed to Laxey to teach them there at a very young age about the, the side. We, we, teach, we talk sometimes to the, the people at Ramsey Grammar who probably are one of the only um, schools now with the sort of rural science and the live animals still there. But uh, Laxey School, tell us what was going on there when you went. Laxey School are really leading the way in environmentally friendly projects and it's the whole school getting involved. And I caught up with a couple of teachers and some of the children that are involved with these projects to see where the ideas came from. So Mrs Walker here at Laxey School, some great ideas and the most recent project is an environmentally friendly one. So where did this idea all come from? Well, it started with the current year fours when they looked at a picture of a whale and it opened up a massive discussion about the issue of single-use plastic in the seas and how it's affecting our marine life. Um, From that, it started up my passion about it, really. So we had a discussion as a staff and thought this would be a great area to cover and infuse the children about it, really. So our aim is to hopefully reduce single-use plastic in a school. And Mrs Ward, so what have you done to get this ball rolling then? We didn't actually need to do anything to get the ball rolling. Um, the children were really keen. We yeah. had comments and we just took on their comments. So as we're walking out to swimming one day, <laughs> Henry will tell you that he made a comment to me um, about um, a wall that needed improvements and it was beside the recycling or the rubbish bins. And so we just carried on from there for that part. Um, and the children really keen after assemblies to start talking about what they can do. And they have so much knowledge themselves that we just went with that. So. so Henry, what was your idea? What didn't you really like about this wall? It was grey and boring, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, it was grey and boring. So we've painted it white so far. Yeah. And some artists have come in and we've done some designs and they've taken away and done something with the designs. That is really, really good. And your classmate, Elliot, I think he has something to do with the designs, don't you, Elliot? Yeah, so um, at the start, meet Chloe and I, we were um, chatting about what to put on our design and um, we thought of the Laxie wheel because it's like the main thing about Laxie. And um, I started drawing it and then I did the wheel a bit too big. So I... Um, Instead of restarting it, I um, I turned it into a rainbow, and then um, I I didn't think of this at the start, but then like um, I think it was Mrs. Ward or someone kept saying like it was representing the learning habits that we have, and I thought that was a pretty good idea. So it sort of showed that I was feeling well in it. Definitely. Not not all things are mistakes in this world, and I think that's the nicest part of it, isn't it? That you know, you think you've done something bad, but other people see really, really good ideas in that. And this wall is the start of many projects to come, Mrs. Ward. It is. It was really lovely that we had some parents that were um, keen to come in. They've got a child on reception, and they've worked on other um, art in the in the community. Uh, I think they're calling themselves Janu. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Janu, and so they've come in, and they've worked, and they were wonderful because they sat and talked to the children and got their ideas and then amalgamated them and they're coming back to talk to them and, and just like commissioned artists are going to show their design and get approval from the whole classroom or the or the children and then they're going to start working alongside the children to 
actually put it into place. Yeah. And we're going to have uh, just wonderful kind of 3D elements as well, which I'm sure somebody else is going to talk to you about in a moment. Another area we started, we had um, the Manx Wildlife Trust came in. So Dawn Dickens kindly came in and did a whole school assembly. So she spoke to children for ages 4 through to 11 and she did a fantastic demonstration of all the examples of plastic you find yourselves in your shopping and the children were just astounded from that. So after that assembly, the children um, did a mixed planning session. So they ranged from receptions mixed with year fives and year ones and so on all the way through the school. And then the children identified the issues that we have in our school that they think we can have an impact on and then the issues that are in the community. Mm -hmm. So from that came the big beach cleanup where we joined up with Beach Buddies and um, we had lots and lots of community members join us after our massive advertising campaign. Um, we've introduced our own hashtags that we're covering around social media and they're just everywhere. Um, Laxi School Cares and Look After Laxi. And I'm sure Lena will probably want to discuss the little pic in a bit further detail. Yeah. Uh, so when we were doing the Beach Buddies, we, uh, we did it as a whole school, so we had uh, our group areas, so year three, year two, we had reception and all the different classes. We got in sections and areas. We didn't really find a lot of litter, but we found it like in between the rocky parts, and we also find, found a bit of carpet underneath the rocks. <laughs> it's amazing what you can find. But well, with this has come the, the raising money for the bins, is that not right? Yeah, we raised £500 by doing wow. a beach clean for the bin, and people were raising money. And then we have this assembly with Bill Dale, the beach buddies. We donated £500 to him. Mm -hmm. So now you've got a brand new bright orange bin that people can use when they go to the beach. Yeah. And you've took a lot of this home to your house as well, haven't you, in the way that you use plastics? Um, so I went home to my mum and dad and I said, every day I have cling film in my sandwiches. And then my mum started buying these reusable pots and then now uh, I've made a change about it. But it's not just the beaches, it's the glens. It's a real, real big community area, Laxie. And it's nice to see the children are taking their own ideas. And it was Lucy that came up with the idea of getting the glen all tidied up. Because we went down to the beach and we had, like, such a big success, we thought we should go down to the glen as well. And we haven't gone down yet, but I think we're planning to. And we want to make the glen on how it used to be and not all, like, loads of litter everywhere. And we just want to make a change. And that's what you thought as well, Emma, wasn't it? Yeah. Quite a lot of people are, like, leaving quite a lot of dog fowl around. Mm -hmm. And they might, even if they pick it up with a bag, they might just throw it in the hedge and it wasn't doing that good. So I was thinking that maybe we could have dog bags that get provided there. So if you do forget it, and if you did, like, people did chuck it in the hedge, it wouldn't be as bad because... They would like just crumble down. Do you think it's really important that people look after our countryside? Yeah, because if there's like tourists come over, it can show them a lot more about Island Man and show them how good it is. My dad has a farm, and some of our land people can go walking. Quite a lot of people just leave dog bags around and just leave a lit litter that they think so, like the sheep or cows can get really hurt and injured and they have to get the vets out. 
see that is a really, really big point. And especially when you watch David Attenborough on TV and he's shown all of the wild animals that it's affecting. You know, does that really, really hit home, Lucy? Yeah. Just to think that what we have done that's affecting the animals out in the countryside as well. That is like, even if it's miles away from where we littered, it's still affecting them. So it looks like you're doing a great job here at Laxey School. Ethan, he, you know, he's really, really taken it on board and gone ahead and done his own fundraising. Ethan, tell us all about it. So I've done a fun run around um, Douglas. I ran the whole prom and turned around came back to the sea terminal. Really? And how uh, old are you? Eight. Wow, that is absolutely fantastic. Was that a really, really difficult challenge? Yeah, I really tired. Uh, I tried so hard to do it under 30 minutes. Wow, that's brilliant. And what did you achieve by doing this? Uh, over £300. Oh, my word. And what, what are you going to give that to? The Beach Buddies. And do you think the Beach Buddies are doing a, a great job around Laxey? Yes, I do. And do you think it's important for us to look after our environment? Yeah. Why is that? So the animals don't die. Oh, my word. <laughs> that is absolutely fab. So, can we... Yes, yeah. go ahead, absolutely. One thing that was really lovely is that um, when Bill Dale came in to do his assembly and to accept the, the cheque for £500, he explained that we were going to get two beach bins, but we didn't know why, because that was only fundraising for one, but it's the commissioners have got behind the children and they've decided to step in and supply another bin as well and to sponsor that one, which is just wonderful. So it's nice to see the community getting on board. And when we've popped around and asked about the stickers, so many people have been right behind Lexi School. Parents are coming in and telling us that they're taking responsibility and the parents are really excited about it as well. So it is going through our whole village, which is really nice um, because we are a community and, and our community is what helps us educate the children as well. So we want to build that relationship. It's just the beginning though. So we're looking forward to seeing what comes next. That was class teachers Rebecca Walker, Bronwyn Ward and school children Henry Thomas, Lucy Ormsby, Emma Parsons, Elliot Cocker, Ben Lee, Lena Merska and Ethan Young. That was really smashing listening to them youngsters uh, all getting to know what how things work in the world and, uh, you know, how the, the teachers are so uh, eager to, to promote that in them as well at that age. They really have. The children have quite have shamed the staff room. You know, they've changed their ways in there with the paper and the recycling of plastics. But these children are so passionate about the countryside. They are leading the way around Laxey. And the community and the beach bodies and everybody are getting involved. And it's really, really cleaning up the act. And they've got so many more projects throughout the year. But like the teachers said, it's basically the learning, the, the history, the nature of all of their local environment. It's, it's stuff that they'd learn in their curriculum and it's, it's working hand in hand. Yeah, and it's something I have noticed particularly over probably the last 12 months around the Isle of Man, how many places, or, or public places and outside places, have the different bins for cans, for plastic bottles, and people for once are actually starting to get it in their heads to use them. This is it. You yeah. see them programmes on telly with David Attenborough and how it's affecting all, all the sea life. And those animals, that, like the children just said, you see a dead seal. It really is resonating that they need to change their ways and getting them at this age, primary school level, you know, it's there for life, isn't it? It is indeed. <laughs> 
There we are, always striving for new events, <laughs> young farmers. Uh, the tractor run there, and I suppose, uh, like I was talking to Charlie, there wouldn't have been many of the old open cab ones uh, this time of year going round. No, the the tractors have certainly changed over the years and they're so high tech now with all the GPS and you know they can very nearly drive on their own, can't they? But it'll be some spectacle to see them with the lights on and, and hopefully one of them will have the decoration of the Coca-Cola wagon. That always is a sign of Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And uh, well done, uh, your chat with the people from the Laxey School there, Kerry. Absolutely excellent. They're, they're really, the teachers and the kids seem so in tune with each other about, uh, you know, wanting to do stuff for the environment and learning more. That's it. And at such a young age too, Simon, you know, some of the children down the Glen and they're sick of seeing the, the dog waste bags around and about and, you know, the ideas of getting biodegradable products and even supplying these to people that are too lazy in that Glen to pick up after them. These children are, are really showing some of these adults up. Well, that's the, the way it is at times, isn't it? OK, we'll leave it there for this week's Countryside. We're back next week with more. So from me, Simon Clark. And me, Kerry Kermode. We'll see you next week. Ta-da. Bye-bye.